Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to a Blissfully Balanced Life podcast. For those of you who are new here, I'm your host, Crystal Ray, and I am a certified health and fitness coach and Reiki healer. And I created this podcast to show you how to live a holistically healthy life while balancing everything else going on. What you can expect on this podcast are tips for your health, food, fitness, spirituality, mindset, motivation, inspiration, as well as experts sharing their knowledge with you. I am so excited to bring this content to you, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of a Blissfully Balanced Life podcast. I am so excited because I stumbled upon the most incredible person on Instagram, Nicole, and she has decided to join us today, and I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Hi, um, my name is Nicole. I'm a Pilates instructor and meditation instructor and full-time PhD student located in Los Angeles. Um, I'm super passionate about wellness and obviously the different, all these different modalities, and I'm bringing them together in a healthy, proactive way that's super trauma-informed. I think that's also why I'm in school because I I'm just I'm just a lover of knowledge and of healing and of movement and I just like want to share it and cultivate knowledge. So that's that's <laughs> how do you balance it all? I'm just figuring it out. Like I just started my program this semester. So it's really like it's kind of an absurd time to start, but I I'm a little bit older and like I had my, my why it was really clear. So I guess that's how I balance. But I also know like it's a good time to kind of have perspective because school's like really important, but there's so many things going on in the world. So it's a nice reminder that like nothing I'm doing is in a vacuum. Like it all kind of connects to like having motivation, but also like incorporating time. I take one day off a week and like that I probably I mean like in my mind I shouldn't, but like in order to get everything done, I need to take that space. So I'm really big on taking breaks. I don't work past five PM. I wake up really early and get um things done. But um in some weeks I do less, some weeks say, I mean, it's kind of like, over, like overarching, just kind of developing grace because how can you balance it all? You know? <laughs> Definitely. Totally a struggle. So when you take a break, what are some of your favorite ways of like filling back up your cup? I really like to do um, breathing exercises ranging from just alternate nostril, more introductory pranayama practices to um, leading groups, group breathing experiences. I was doing that um, when the uprisings this summer happened and I had the spaciousness. I hadn't started school yet and I just felt really called to be of service. So all summer I did donation-based um, breathwork classes and then I was able to donate the money to different causes that were close to my heart. And we, uh, my favorite, my favorite one, but we raised over three dollars for Brianna Taylor's play and um, I had a really turnout I couldn't even give away slots for that so be I really like to balance my time with like just pure rest and then like also being of service because that really fills my cup um, oh my goodness you're, you're so sweet that's so amazing and incredible and so one of the things I've started to learn with breath work and I guess maybe you can give more insight into this it's a really great way for releasing the emotions and for allowing the feelings to come up and kind of help us work through certain things what did you experience through the summer while you were facilitating these groups or like doing it with yourself and all the height and everything like all the emotional charges that are happening yeah it was um it was, 
I did my certification, I think in like 2017, pre-Pilates, and then I kind of went down my Pilates path, but I really wanted to take time to present it in a conscientious, responsible, trauma-informed way. And then I was just kind of like really sitting on my hands. And then this summer, it was just, it was time to present and to kind of figure it out in the field. But um, I learned through that process that like, you don't have to do, like there's, there's so many different breathing patterns you could do. And sometimes people come and expect to do the two part, three part breath. Maybe that's not what that's needed. So, and it was really amazing to see via Zoom, there was still like a really strong connection between me and my classes. And I really, I mean, at, at first I, w- I thought I'd prefer for them to have their camera on because I could see, so I could kind of like gauge like what style of breathing or should we stretch or should we stop and stuff. But still like, that connection was still there via Zoom, even if I couldn't see them. So um, I'm big on just being aware of what's happening in front of me in the room and trying to um, not build up too much energy at any point and, and just like breaks and different um, alternate nostril breathing and stuff to just try to keep everyone within their window of tolerance, even though that's not always possible. But I think that um, especially when you're just starting to do the breath, it's really best to just meet yourself where you're at you know you know some people could in the room could have been breathing for 10 years and you still like I mean that's what they have a daily practice and you're showing up and because it can bring it can bring up a lot of like resolved um just underlying things and if you're not ready for that I mean it's not but it won't come if you're not ready but it's just it's it's very individual so, and, and um so I think it's important to kind of just meet people where they are and since like I don't have like one plan when I come into the class like I know I like to breathe for x amount of time but ultimately like it's really important to um to see what people need yes that's so incredible and so yeah. like you know this better than I do I want to say but like so we're all individual and we've experienced trauma and we use wellness to try to help ourselves work through it what can a journey look like for somebody? And like, I know a lot of people may be fearful because there might be so much pain or so much unresolved within themselves. Like how can they start tackling it? If that makes sense. (laughs) I think, I mean, like everything starts with kind of letting go, but there's this idea that healing needs to be one way, you know, like like people, I want to like, I want to learn how to meditate. I'm going to go to a week long silent meditation retreat that you probably shouldn't do. I can say pretty confidently, like new, like beginners, beginners should not go to a silent meditation street. I think so that being said, I think it's really important to nurture yourself. Maybe um, practices like yoga nidra or um, like uh, restorative yoga, because it might not seem like you're doing a lot, but there's so much under the surface that maybe you don't, yeah, like it was like, like when you start exercising, you just don't go run a marathon to go get fit. You know, you do the little elliptical, you read the magazine and over time. So I really encourage people to like be comfortable when you meditate, like have like props, like, and then also like, yeah, like sometimes like my meditation is really like, I move a lot. I think a lot. And that's like what I need in those 10 minutes. So um, I think to just find like a mindfulness practice that works for you because um, Uh, So yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's very, it can be quite severe at first. And I think that um, having your crystals and your oils, if that resonates with you, but just having the comforts of healing, I think are important. 
Thank you for that. I think, you know, you mentioned that you think a lot. And I feel like sometimes people think like with the meditation, they're not going to think. And it's like, you might think even more, you know? So Mm -hmm. thank you for reframing that for us. So here's a different question for you. When it comes to, you know, ancestral stuff, ancestral traumas or the collective trauma and the energy that's happening right now, I guess like what's your opinion for us to help heal that? as we might be triggered by what's on the news or we might be triggered of what's going on with our group. Um, I, I work, yeah, I'm very, like, I'm not sure like most healers are, I'm very empathic, but I am, um, I don't participate in my group. Like I have a firm, like I'm holding space, you know, and I, I and I have like, it's not an emotional boundary, but it's for my class. Like I'm hold like I'm, I try to, um, I feel connected, but I feel almost like, like, like I'm protecting the people in my class, you know? So, and, and by that, I'm keeping kind of an emotional guard up for us and the group because, um, but then like with, as within classes and stuff, like when, when I first was doing like group breathing and stuff, like I was the person like sobbing really hard in the corner, you know, and it took and I didn't really feel like the like there was a space for that with the teacher, the teacher or with the kind of like the co-people. But like, it's really like when you come to healing, it's it's a community, you know? And I think that um, also the participants, you know, who have been breathing for a while, you know, they're also breathing for the person next to them, you know? And it's kind of like this collective thing that, um, and I'm also of the mindset that when you breathe or when you do any healing practice, like seven generations before and behind, and you don't even have to really be like cognizant. Like, I mean, of like exactly like the story, like the, the feeling is there and um, really just, I mean, sitting with it, um, yeah, allowing it to be is kind of the beginning. I mean, I don't have any, but just... Um, letting it be there also like just not like rushing out it's like I need to be healed you know like I mean that it's ongoing and it's moments and moments and I think that um yeah we're all doing <laughs> the best we can to kind of keep it together during these times thank you thank you I love that you brought up the whole seven you know seven generations right behind when we're doing our healing like for me that was so powerful because for a while like I not like felt guilty but I would like looked down on myself because it was like, oh, I shouldn't have done these things or like my ancestors would be so upset with me and, and I'm embarrassing them or something like that. But then to recognize that, hey, if I'm doing the healing work, if I'm stepping out of, you know, like maybe in your family, women talking out in a certain type of way has mm-hmm. been looked down upon for however many generations. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, hey, I'm here. I'm keeping my voice. I'm stepping out into the community instead of thinking of it as like, oh, I might be having them feel ashamed. It's more of like, Hey, like I'm doing what you weren't capable of and I'm here to bring the healing to you. So it kind of like helped me be like, all right, let's step into this more. Let's step into that power. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. But so what got you into this whole wellness journey? What started this? Um, yeah, I I was going through, I mean, I was, I've always been like kind of interested, but I mean, I was an athlete when I was growing up and I'm like type A personality. And I was, um, I finished my second master's degree for some reason. And I was just really like tapped out. And um, I was dealing with hypothyroid at the time. And just like, I was in a really bad relationship. And it was just, it was just like, I couldn't not do it anymore. Um, I started with breath work. 
which was interesting. Like that was like my, I took a class and I was just like, oh my God. And I kept going back because I just wanted to figure out like what this breath was. And then I'm the type of, I'm the type of person I, I sign up for teacher training as soon as I like something. So I was on my way with the breath. And then Pilates is really tied to the breath too. So it's almost for me like a natural progression. Um, Mr. Pilates study, like he was um, very much like a Renaissance man. He studied different practices and like invented Pilates in the 21st century. His first city, her first studio was in New York City. So it's very like, and then also the only two people he certified were um, a Puerto Rican woman and a black woman. So I don't know, for me, like Pilates, like of course I do Pilates to other people. It doesn't really make sense, but like it makes perfect sense to me. Like, Pilates and breathwork goes together really beautifully. And um, that um, once I kind of got my energy going that was like the first step of managing my hypothyroid and then the pilates was the second step of just getting my body moving and feeling and cultivating greater ease so the yeah. two of them have been instrumental you look amazing and so healthy so how are you mm -hmm. feeling now like how have you been able to correct or like not correct but heal that um hypothyroid's a bummer because it's always thing and um it's Interestingly enough, like this isn't, it's, I mean, it's in your throat, your throat chakra, should you subscribe to that? And then I'm of the belief that, I mean, it, ha it happens to the majority of women as you get older. And I'm of the belief that it's connected to us not using our voice, just like you said, generations and generations, generations of women not using their voice. So um, I will have to take, I mean, some people are going to tell me to go gluten-free and take medicine, but I believe that the medicine is the best route for me. And um, I'll be taking some level of it, but um, but it's it's fairly manageable. There's just kind of like a lethargy, but I don't know if that's just like life or if it's my thyroid. You know, it's kind of. I mean, I get my labs done; they're they're good, but I'm still sleepy. But I think that's just I'm a sleepy person. So. Well, your schedule. I mean, you're a PhD yeah. student, and you do all these other things. I mean, you're kind of going. Uh, you're doing a lot. <laughs> so it might make sense to be a little bit tired, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us more about your PhD studies. What is it that you're studying and what are you looking to then do? Are you going to utilize that or something in particular? Um, I'm doing it at USC. I'm doing it in communications. It's a full-time program. It's going to take at least four years. Which is Power super daunting. You. Yeah, which is super daunting, but I love what I study. And um, previously, I studied on um, Black Lives Matter use of social media. And I'd like to extend that research into Black women specifically and Black women's health and the way Black women cultivate community online to kind of form fitness communities. And we're seeing it right now. Like, I, I sometimes joke I'm living my case study, but like I am because we're just witnessing so much like the creation right now and it's really like I'm not like I mean yeah I am able to kind of have a research hat and not but I just yeah it's really fascinating time to study health communications and to be also a practitioner that's not very common I was pitching a, a study on some sort of like wellness thing and then the professor had told me like you, you don't you don't know this space well enough I was like, I don't know the space well enough. <laughs> and then like, I'm doing the Pilates project. So like, that's, that's how that ended. So, it's, so yeah, being a practitioner, because like in school, they just, like, I mean, you know, they're very theoretical and they live in, this, in the universities and they barely go out. I'm like, no, no, no. Like we're going to keep this connected to the real world. So I feel like that's kind of like, my role in this like yeah department is just kind of like no like 
yeah, like that's <laughs> that's not true. Gonna, but um, it's interesting. Like trying to find like mentorship is kind of where I'm at, and um, it's a very male. I mean, communications has more females than general in academia, but in general, academia is male dominated, and it's very hierarchical, and it feels like it's like an indoctrination process. But um, yeah, having boundaries and keep doing Pilates, and um, yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's going. <laughs> so are you still offering classes right now? Like, can anybody do a Pilates class with you? Yes, I'm teaching private lessons right now. And I was teaching, like, group breath. I am open to group breath work and Pilates, but I think people are kind of Zoom fatigued, to be honest. I've noticed a significant decrease in my um, in participation in my offerings, and I'm not taking it personal because I, I don't I – don't, yeah, sometimes, you know, like by the end of Thursday night, like I'm tired of being on Zoom too, you know, and I'd be happy to show up. But if it was optional, you know, maybe I like maybe like maybe people just need to rest right now. And um, I'm going to try to kind of just read the vibe of the collective, which sounds really spacey, but like I like I think you're I feel like people are tired right now. <laughs> so maybe like come holidays, I can start um, offering something again and that'll work off well with my um, with school and stuff. But also next term, I'm only taking two courses. So I'm definitely planning on continuing to be a practitioner and to teach Pilates group Pilates classes and online offerings. And um, I'm doing all my classes from home, so I'm fairly available. So um, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so impressed with how you're balancing your schedule <laughs> and doing so many things. And also like, you really are a pioneer in leading the, that social movement. Like you are doing what it is that you want to research, which I think is so inspiring because it's always beautiful when you meet somebody who's like, I know this is important. This is extremely important for me. I know it's needed and I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to wait for somebody else to, to do this. I'm just going to be the one to do it. Right. Yeah. And I almost feel like I'm like kind of like an old model. Cause like I'm looking for a mentor and they don't really, they, no one's really like, no one's really studying this yet. So it's kind of like, I can find like bits and pieces and stuff, but it's, um, I'm very like, I'm kind of, a teacher's pet at heart you know you don't even when you like so I'm like someone tell me what to do like no you're in your PhD now like go get go do your research and I think that's part of it but also keeping that that balance of sorts and continuing to like do like non-traditional research of sorts because like, I mean I'm not like I would never like take my clients information or groups I participate like that's off limits but just in general just like learning the fields in another way that other people don't have access to and you know so I think that's valuable so valuable oh my goodness I'm so impressed and like just so in awe because you know the world's changing and you're changing with the world and you're showing it and you're gonna have the research it's gonna prove it and you're gonna be like look at the change thank you was there anything else that you wanted to talk with us about today um no, not really. This has been super fun. This is my first <laughs> podcast, actually. So I was oh, a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm glad I got, you got to join us and be on here with us. Um, actually, before we, before we hop off, I do want to just talk about a matter that is close to you. And I haven't brought it up yet on the podcast yet. And mm-hmm. when it comes to Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. what do you think that people can do when it comes to donating and how they can grow and what it is that they can do to take responsibility and help us actually make the change that all of us are craving. I've been thinking about that a lot because in this um, like fall season on the magazines, it seems like every cover has like a black face or, you know, or have Brianna Taylor or that you go on a brand. Like it's almost like it's 
all at once. People are trying to like change representation and, and I'm not really, and they're not kind of looking at the internal policies and the thing that's the corporate, but also like the individual, there's like this a lot, there's like kind of like an internal retuning. Like there's no, like, I mean, you could give donations and there's acts, but if they, if you don't understand like anti-racism is a process, not a label, I think I feel like that's a good place to start, and that I know that that may not make sense. What I just said, but like kind of understand the subtleties of what we're asking and of what Black Lives Matter means. I think is um, paramount because I don't think we're seeing that. Like there's like a yeah understanding anti-racism like as a verb, and also like the idea that um you kind of have like you if you see like if um you can't just wait for like something that's going to happen and speak up. Like, I mean, that's amazing. And like, that's a form of allyship, but also like once you make that internal shift, you, yeah, you have to go out and like actively like help make those systemic changes in your own area, you know? And, um, and that's not just like through representation. That's like, yeah, an internal dialogue and discussion. It's a long time, you know? And it might not be like instantaneous, like, you know, like getting rid of Aunt Jemima, but like, that's not <laughs> what really anyone asks. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, we can make it's, a- yeah, it's so subtle. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, we can make um, a whole podcast on this of like, what is actually being done versus like what people actually want, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think I'm a little bit more like, positive or just like I think that for the first time there is a true desire and I to to maybe do better and I think that desire is genuine and I think that and like while I don't think it's my responsibility to feed information I think that I should acknowledge that interest and the fact that you're going to mess up but you'll try again but I think that that we're seeing that for the first time like this well-meaningful really really wanting to know and I think that that should be welcomed. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that it is being welcomed. So I think, uh, yeah, uh, yep, I said it. <laughs> I said it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing your perspective on this topic yeah. and helping people just to open their minds and hearts a little bit more, right? Maybe because I'm an educator, like a future educator. I think that like, I, I don't mind like kind of, helping in a way like I don't want to like force feed information but also like I have a unique set of experiences and lived experiences and you don't know if you don't know you know like I kind of just like want to be like what are you doing over there okay that's good you know like USC like I could be involved with like lots of different initiatives to like deal with anti-racism on campus and I don't have the emotional capacity to do that right now and I have colleagues who have different ethnicities and I didn't the way identify her off doing amazing work and I trust that you know so I think that's also a part of it because we're tired and we can't do all the things and be all the places and you know so I think that like yeah it's okay to be an out yeah I don't like using that word but I think that that initiative should be appreciated and it's welcome at least for me Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk with us about today? No, that's it. This has been great. Awesome. And if anybody wanted to stay connected with you or sign up with, for any of your classes, where can they find that information? 
I'm on Instagram at loveworknick. Um, my website is also um, www.loveworknick.com. You can DM me, email me. I'm always on my computer doing something. <laughs> so I'm pretty good about responding. And um, yeah, I'm loveworknick on all the things. <laughs> so I'm pretty easy to find. Thank you. I will put all of those links in the show description. And thank you again for joining us today. I'm so excited that you came on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast episode. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time. And if there's anybody that you think would love this episode, please share it with them. And of course, go ahead and leave a review for this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon. Bye.